Welcome to FedScoop's podcast series on IT security in government, underwritten today by Red Seal. I'm your host, Wyatt Cash, and in this week's episode, we're talking about adjusting security practices in the public sector when suddenly so many federal workers are working remotely. Joining us to talk about those issues today is Wayne Lloyd, Federal Chief Technology Officer at Red Seal. Wayne has worked in a variety of IT engineering operations and consulting roles for the likes of Lockheed Martin, General Dynamics, Booz Allen Hamilton, and Northrop Grumman before joining Red Seal seven years ago, where he now serves as federal CTO and technical director. Wayne, thanks so much for joining us today. Great to be here, Wyatt. Wayne, I think you'll agree it's a never-ending battle for federal agencies to make sure their users are able to work productively while still adhering to the fundamentals of cybersecurity practices. But I have to imagine the extraordinary circumstances we find ourselves in today with workforces all across the country suddenly having to work remotely, that that must be putting huge pressures on federal IT leaders to keep their systems secure. So just to start, what types of risks are you seeing that a surge in remote workers is likely to create that federal IT leaders really need to be alert to? That's a great question. You know, some of the things that are out there is the potential use of remote teleworkers not having access to agencies' laptops that they could have brought home. So the increased risk of an agency having an employee use their personal system to connect to the network is definitely an issue. It's more likely that a home computer is infected with some sort of malware or compromise. I do know that there are some vendors offering their endpoint agents for free for a period of time while we're going through this lockdown, which is very nice of them. I've seen some articles where government agencies saying that vendors are being very responsive and offering various kinds of solutions to help them maintain their business continuity. One of the other things that was very interesting that I was reading was people conducting business over social media things like LinkedIn. And I'm surprised that's even a consideration going to be conducting business over social media. The other thing is in the scramble to get VPN capacity, enable organizations that may not have a large telework workforce is the inevitable misconfiguration of something on their network. Uh, Whether it's well-intentioned or just a simple mistake, uh, there is a possibility that they may open up access to internal systems that they didn't mean to. I know DHS is looking at how they can improve their trusted internet connections to allow agencies to be able to connect without the VPN slowing them down. That misconfiguration could expose sensitive data. In light of those points, what steps would you recommend agencies take right now to reduce some of those risks? One definitely would be multi-factor authentication. If they don't have it or aren't using it, they definitely should implement that as soon as possible. If they do have it, make sure that it is being utilized. One of the other things is the VPN connections. Chris Krebs from DHS did say with their VPN solutions, make sure they're patched and up to date, especially the Citrix solutions. Uh, There was a report from FireEye that came out not too long ago showing that there had been a long campaign from December until late March of the Chinese uh, focusing and targeting specifically on Citrix VPNs. And then bad guys are going to take advantage of using this for phishing. 
So one of the things a government agency should probably do is you know, remind their employees that don't click links from people you weren't expecting links from. Uh, make sure you hover over the link. Maybe contact the person that, that sent you the link. Most government agencies don't allow HTML emails anyway. But if they do or somebody sends you a link, they're like, hey, check out this chart on COVID. You might want to think twice about that. And then if they have anti-phishing training software that they can just send emails out to their, their employees as, as a test and a reminder not to click links that you shouldn't or don't know where they came from. Wayne, you've spoken often on the importance for agencies and enterprises to insist on basic cyber hygiene practices. In light of what's happening now, what are the baselines that agencies should really be shooting for in that regard? You know, NIST puts out several guidelines that you know, for federal agencies are more like regulations that they have to follow. And most of those regulations do fall around just the basic fundamentals of cyber hygiene. As these networks are very complex, it is very easy for us as humans to miss a misconfiguration that is exposing the, the organization to some sort of threat. And my advice would be to leverage their tools as best as they can that they already have. There was a report that just came out not too long ago talking about the Equifax breach. And one of the core reasons that they did have the breach that they discovered in the after action review is some of their tools were not being used to their fullest capability. For example, they had one tool whose certificate was uh, out of date. It took them quite a while to update that certificate. When they updated that certificate, this solution that they had just started alarming everywhere. And they realized at that point that they had had a breach. If they had had that up to date using it as it should have been or could have been, I should say, they would have known about the breach much sooner and maybe even have prevented it. So the frequency of checking, which is determined by uh, things like NIST 853, uh, various other standards, which say you should be checking this, you know, if it's a high, medium or low system at these different intervals. You know, it goes much easier if you have automation in place. These have tools that can go in and check on a regular cadence. Is your network segmented the way you intended it to be, the way your policies say it should be? Or is your network gear hardened? Is it compliant with standards from NIST or, or DISA or CIS? And as a matter of fact, just recently, the Center for Internet Security, they actually have some nice write-ups out there, very step-by-step uh, -step what people at home can do to make sure while they're teleworking that they're doing it as safely as possible. Well, uh, Wayne, given how much is on every IT department's plate, what's your advice on how agencies can realistically implement more consistent cyber hygiene standards right away, particularly for remote workers? You know, automation is key. If you have to do something more than twice, you should automate it. You know, that's just an old axiom in, in the IT world. You know, various vendors, including ours, have built in the ability for organizations to automate checking uh, the fundamentals of cyber hygiene. Do you have any rules on your firewall that are no longer needed or overly permissive? Do you have ACLs that are allowing access that goes somewhere? Do your endpoints have all of your requisite endpoint agents that should be there? With people working from home, how are they able to update and patch endpoint networks that you know may not be connected to the VPN at that point in time when they roll the patch out? Do they have a, the ability for when that thing comes back online for it to be maybe segmented until the patch can be pushed out to it? 
Do they have things that can go in and validate whether or not your devices are configured securely and be able to hopefully tell you, are you trending up or down in your cyber resiliency, which is something that Red Seal absolutely offers is, is a simple metric to tell organizations where they're improving or where they're declining in their cyber resiliency and fundamentals. Well, and finally, looking a little longer term, what two or three crucial steps can and should agencies take to keep fortifying their security posture, particularly since we're going to probably be living in an age where we'll be seeing telework be more routine? That's really good. I think the landscape is going to drastically change after this mandatory work from home is over. A lot of agencies who were reluctant or had kept kicking the can down the road to enable teleworking were all of a sudden in a mad scramble to do things that they had been pushing off for quite some time. So there is going to be that need to have a better understanding of what their environment looks like. And one of the things that they can do for that is what we call network modeling, where you can model your on-premise network, you can model your cloud and software-defined networking, and you can definitely need to identify all the VPN connections coming into your environment. So you need to know what's on your network, you need to know how it's connected and what's the risk of that, which is something that Red Seal does, and then be able to do this on a regular basis, which is that automation perspective, being able to validate that all of your endpoints have the requisite agents on them, be able to identify vulnerabilities that are posing the most risk to your environment based on network context and connectivity. The fundamentals of cyber They're not things that are necessarily easy to do when you start looking at scale, tens of thousands to potentially hundreds of thousands of endpoints and pieces of network gear. Organizations are definitely going to need automation to be able to validate that that their environment is as secure as they hope it is and as secure as they want it to be and as secure as regulations require it to be. So we call that digital resilience here at Red Seal, and that consists of three things, being hard to hit being able to detect immediately, and finally being able to respond rapidly. So in order to be hard to hit, you need to understand what's on your network, how it's connected to everything else, and and what's the risk of all of that. And if you have a complete model, you can understand all the available access into, out of, and across your network, including coming in from external VPNs. And then you can validate that your security solutions can can actually see all that traffic. With a network model, you can say, well, is all the traffic coming in going through my security solutions? And if not, then you know how to retool your network to enable that to happen or, or reposition or redeploy your security defenses. And then that enables you to detect immediately and then be able to respond rapidly, achieving that digital resilience. Those are some great pointers. I wish we had a little more time, but we're going to have to leave it there. Wayne Lloyd at Red Seal, thanks so much for joining us today to talk about addressing new and continuing cybersecurity risks arising from the dramatic shifts in how and where employees are working today. And thanks to Red Seal for underwriting today's episode. Look for more of our coverage on IT security in government on fedscoop.com and subscribe to our Fedscoop radio channels for more podcasts like this one on Apple. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. This is Wyatt Cash, your host. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time.